0: Welcome to another episode of Solo Inter Podcast. We are just under 48, hour, 48 hours away for the season opener against Genoa. And the situation is still not finished at Inter regarding the transfers. I mean, we have Dumfries. We have signed Jeko uh, We have signed Chalunoglu. Hakim is gone. Lukaku is gone. Perisic is living on a free next summer, apparently. And uh, don't know what to... Of this, like, what do you think of the new transfers, Parmeshwar? Yeah,
1: so yeah, it's good to be back after quite some time, and yeah, I'm, I'm actually buzzing for the season opener. I know, I know it's not been like the best transfer window for everyone, we've lost two of our best players, but still, you know, the fact that it's the first game of the season, you know, Simone Inzaghi is going to have his press conference tomorrow at 3.30 Italy time. I'm still buzzing, you know, because it's the first game, and I just to just before I give my thoughts, I read that uh, apparently over 20,000 plus tickets have been sold for the first match. The limit is at 39,000, but there are certain issues, it's a bit expensive. So, yes, there's still way to go, but you know, it's a good sign, you know, first step that 20,000 plus tickets have been sold. And yeah, to answer your question, Gautam, you know, yes, the mercato, it's not been convincing, right? You know, Lukaku's obviously gone, Hakimi's gone, and you know, people obviously are furious. The fans are furious. But, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. You know, we all know Marotta doesn't have the resources to work with exactly. We got Jekyll because he was, you know, Jekko is someone who wanted to come to Inter two years ago itself. He's been linked with us like every window like Lavezzi was back in the day. So, I think this was finally the time he had to join Inter. So, he, you know, even uh, renounced part of his bonus with AS Roma. that was one thing. So, uh, you know, with Dzeko, I'm fine with him because as long as we sign one more attacker, obviously, uh, he can't be the only striker going into the season for all three competitions. Uh, because I know we all for a fact know that, you know, he's very underrated, I feel, at times because he can actually create a lot of chances. You know, he also has that hold-up play. He's tall, you know, he's good aerially. Maybe you can say that he yes, now stamina-wise, it can be an issue regarding his age. But overall, he doesn't incur that, those many injuries either, if you see his injury track record. So, I'm fine with Jekko as long as one more striker arrives. And, of course, we'll be touching upon that because there has been news developing. But with Jekko, I'm fine. With Dumfries, you know, at there was a point in the Mercato where we thought we'll probably have to settle for Beherit. And we've ended up with Dumfries, of course. And I'm really happy about that. Um, uh, with Dumfries, you know, he's not the most technical player out there, you know. He's, but what I like about him and what I saw in the Euros too is that he's very hardworking. And you see the passion. You see how passionate he is about playing in Inter. You know, first day game, he made his own welcome video <laughs> and posted it on Twitter. Like he was like, you know, I am taking over Intermedia house and everything. And uh, it's not only that. I think he, he's he's very he he reminds me a lot of D'Ambrosio, You know, you you must have seen D'Ambrosio make a lot of far post runs. He he does that quite often. He's very physical and he's a good header of. The, he's good uh, heading uh, heading the ball as well. So, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with Do- Dumfries coming in as well. With that being said, Gautam, as we have pointed out, we still need to add to a few areas. And for me, that has to be one more striker. Uh, okay. If we if we somehow sign Nandes, that's a bonus. yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. pretty much for me.
0: Yeah, Manish, uh, are you happy with the signings? I mean, we know Dumfries is not Hakimi. We can't expect what we expected from Hakimi. And Dzeko is not Lukaku. But are you happy with the signings? And- among the people who have already been signed who do you who are you excited to see yeah, first of all as an fan, you know uh, we
2: can what are you like to say we cannot expect anything what we get is a bonus right now with the financial conditions but so far I think Marota is doing a good job it's like we have very limited budget we have very limited resources so it seems like around 150 million we got in cash out of that. We spent around 15 million for signings, which, which it seems to be a very good deal so far. Uh, so, Gautam, if you check the team, uh, it's basically, think Inter as a cake, basically. So, the cherries is taken off, the cream is taken off, all is left is the cake now. Because Lukaku, Eriksen, we lost Hakimi. These three are the players, you know, which takes Inter to the next level, who takes Inter to be the elite, one of the top clubs. If you remove these three, it's like pretty much an average team. So, we're stuck with that. Uh, we lost Lukaku, yes. It's a very hard replacement. We lost Akimi on the best wing backs, and Ericsson's experience will be missed in the center of the park. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad the direction Marota is taking. We signed uh, Dumfries. It's, it's a very good deal. I'm very happy with that. And uh, Zako is a very experienced guy. Obviously, he's no Lukaku replacement. But uh, Zako, you saw that uh, with his age, with his experience, with his plenty of serious experience. Before even signed for the club, he came in a friendly match and he scored a goal. I'm, I don't think any of the striker can do that because if any of the striker comes in from other leagues, it takes a lot of time to adapt. But Zeko is a safe bet. Uh, it's a good backup option. But saying that, yes, we also linked with more players and I'm happy the Marquette is not ending here. We need a couple more attackers, especially with Sanchez's injury. We need much more attackers. And I think good defensive cover
0: is required at this point to yeah, finish um, off the mercato yeah I mean that's a good point you said about Sanchez as well and the striker I mean now it looks like Marcus Thuram is the guy who's going to come in and there are chances like we might uh, get an insignia if Sanchez injury is deemed to be like really serious like how do you feel like last year it was like for co- I'm mean, basically for content. we got the players he wanted like there was no like I need this but I'd be okay with this but this season it's always been we aim for someone and we compromise and get someone else. Do you feel like Marcus Thuram will be an exciting signing if he comes here?
2: If you ask me, yes. I think Marcus Thuram is a very exciting player. He's young, the dad obviously is a legend, Lilian Thuram. But for the, he played for the wrong team in Italy. <laughs> so as a, I would consider him as a Parma legend. And then he went to Juventus. But he's definitely a very good player. And he's shining. He's also called up to the French national team. He's a young potential player. And I think the management can you know gift the fans by taking a player which has high potential rather than taking a finished product, which is 30-plus-year-old striker. So I would obviously go ahead with Marcus Toram because Marcus Toram is very young, he's dynamic, he has height, he has good pace, and that unpredictability is then in attack. And he can develop more as a centre forward. Yes, he can do that. Insigne, if you ask me, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of him because Insigne's position is always uh, a three-man uh, strike force. He plays on the left and pretty much that's, that's his main position. We don't play with that formation if he comes to us, we have to use him as a second striker behind the front, and we saw in the Italy squad in the Euros, uh, Insigne wasn't that effective. So uh, plus we have players like Sensi, Sanchez, Insigne, all in the similar type of players. So Insigne for Napoli is good, yes, but for Inter, I don't think he can add much more value for us, lotham
0: Yeah, I mean I feel the same way. Like Insigne is not suited for our formation and. This season shouldn't be the one where we take risk changing formation because the team is so used right. to three-five-two or three-four-one-two, and this season just to adapt to Insignia, we shouldn't change the formation. Is what I feel.
2: But uh, you you mentioned something in the coach like if if it's up to his, uh, Simeone, he would definitely go for Korea because Korea is his main guy, go-to guy. Yeah. It's not Insignia, it's not anybody. He wants Korea hands down. But you know the relationship with him and Lotito. That is where. Yeah. The problem comes for us, you know, because he might sell to any other team except Inter. That's why we're having difficulties in negotiation.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, sure. Like, what do you make of this? Like, Marcus Thuram is not an out-and-out striker. Yes, he played like hmm. seven games as yeah. a striker. He's not. Hmm. He's not guaranteed goals. He's just tried out in that position, and looks like Simon Inzaghi wants to play him as a striker. And then yeah. we have Insignia, which we just told like, he doesn't suit our formation. Would you want him in your team? Or would you go for someone like Korea? But you know that we won't get him for cheap.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so coming to Marcus Thuram first, like as you said, he's not an out-and-out striker. Like even when he played against us, he was on the left. But uh, as I was discussing with Manish before the podcast, like he can pretty much adjust himself across the front line anywhere. Like, you know, left, right. And, you know, one thing about Simone Inzaki Gotham is that He's not Conte. You know, Conte is fixated on this tall, short striker combination. But Simone Inzaghi likes versatility, you know. He wouldn't really mind Marcus Thuram in that sense. I know exactly why he wants Korea Because Korea is not going to hold up the ball like Lukaku. We all know that. So, you know, there's a reason why he prefers versatile players. And the thing with Marcus Thuram is he's a very intelligent player. Off the ball, you know, his finishing can do a bit of work. But his movements for Gladbach and... Those are certain things that cause a lot of problems. He may, not mean, he may not be overly creative as well, but you know I can see why he's been targeted by the club. And to answer your question, Gautam, in senior, you know, I know why you guys have your doubts. Like, you know, he is better out wide, cutting in on his right foot, you know, from the left. But again, how long can we tolerate Alexis Sanchez's injuries, man? Like, you saw what the Chilean FA said today. He's probably going to be out for a month or so. He's going to miss the World Cup qualifying matches. Who's going to play for us? Because we rely on Alexis' injury of the bench, right? Sorry, yeah, energy of the bench, right? So, we we need someone who can deliver like Alexis. And yes, Insignia may not be the most convincing name that way. We might have to alter t- tactically, but I think Simone Inzaghi thrives on altering tactically, I feel. More yeah, but with,
0: but with but with Sanchez, you know he's coming off the bench. And if we get Insignia… Yeah. He's yeah. not a bench player. He will want to He's start. He's not,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, coming to that, that that's one downside of definitely of getting in senior that we'll have too many players who want to start. You know, Marcus Thuram is not going to get benched. jeko is only the only one who's going to accept actually being benched. Lotharo won't because he wants his new renewal too. And if you tell him that you're going to get more benched more often, he'll be like, I'm not signing it, you know. As, even if we have accelerated talks. So that's one downside with Insinia. That's why, as you said, Gotham, we need to still keep our options open. And as I was telling Manish before, that's one reason. Even though Setriano is a young player, I still would keep him and not give up on him just yet. I would not loan him out just because I think he can be very crucial to our attack. Yeah, that's my take on how our attack should at least look like. Let's see what the management has, uh, has in, uh, you know, has in uh, their bag. Let's see what what they go. Yeah, with.
0: and. Uh... The thing you mentioned about uh, Lautaro's renewal. Mm. It's, it's been going on for a while and it looks like there mm. has been a progression, progression and he is going mm. he's, he's going to sign. But do you think this will play on his mind? Because he wants he wants to be the highest paid player in the team. He mm. wants mm. Lukaku's numbers. But even last yeah. season, I think without penalty goals, he was just too shy of yeah. Lukaku's goal. Yeah. Mm. So obviously, the numbers say that he deserves it. But yeah. Do you feel that would play on his mind, or do you think like, or do you think he can cope with the pressure of being the main man in the team? Because Lukaku yeah. was way more mature and way more clinical. Yeah. And yeah. last season, the main complaint, at least I had, was Lautaro isn't clinical. He doesn't finish his yeah. chances. Do you mm-hmm. think he can st- like step up to the pressure this year?
1: Yeah,
0: and to begin with, your
1: complaint is justified. You know, because we remember versus Shaktari missed an open goal, and that was so costly in the Champions League. And I think. He, You know, if you watch one of his interviews before, he said that he's been seeing a therapist and everything to cope with this mental pressure. Uh, and because we know that now he has to take more responsibility, more than ever. Because Lukaku is gone now. He is actually one of the leaders in the team, you know. His agent, I know he's a bit dicey, but he's, he keeps on saying Lotharo actually wants to stay in the club. And I know he wants like 8 million. But Gotham, I still believe he kind of deserves a better pay because… The salary he earns currently is just 0.2 million more than what Pinamonti earns. He definitely deserves better. And you know, as you said, he scored only you know he scored a lot of non-penalty goals, Lotharo. So yeah. that's credit to him. So he is growing. And if you ask me, I think the management should offer him like the current offer, six million plus some bonuses, to sort it out. Because I really feel it is important to tie him down. We can't lose both our set, you know main strikers in the same window. It's it, it'll be an sh- absolute shambles if we do that. And yeah, Lautaro, I feel is the future if we ma- manage to hang on to him. Uh, you know, barring Sterling doing a U-turn and then selling him next summer and everything. But yeah, I think Gautam, He, in my opinion, just to cap off, he clearly deserves the raise. Like he's done a lot already.
0: Yeah, uh, Manish, coming to you. Like, uh, do you also feel that Lautaro can step up to the pressure? And uh, there's also talks of Barella's renewal, plus the chances right. of Perisic living on a free next summer. Now, coming to that, I want to ask you, Like, uh, do you think it would have been better if we sold Perisic this year instead of losing him for a free? Because we are strapped for cash, why would you let him go for a free next year then? You could have sold him for at least like 5 to 10 million now and got in a replacement.
2: Right. So, to begin with the Lautaro thing, uh, Lautaro Martinez, he, he is the next face of Inter. The club realised that between Lukaku and uh, Lautaro, I think Luke, Lautaro is just 23. Lukaku is coming to a like it's crucial phase, like he's going to reach 29 and then his value reduces by half or if not. So now seemed to be the best time to sell Lukaku. And also Lukaku was the favorite of Conti and he was very much part of the uh, Conti's formation as the centerpiece. If you check his chessboard, he was the main centerpiece. So everything evolved around Lukaku. Uh, So, you know, and Lautaro, a couple of times you would have felt left out because, you know, the relationship between Conti and Lukaku is like a father and son relationship. And there were times you could see uh, Lautaro sulking, you're in the the bench and he was taken off at halftime. So you always wanted the, what do you say, for the attention, which uh, Lukaku is among the fans, Lukaku was favoured, among the coach, Lukaku was favoured. Also in the media, everybody talks about Lukaku. But right now with Lukaku gone, automatically uh, all attention come on Lautaro and right now Lautaro will be the face of the franchise going forward also in the national team he did really well with the Copa but again Messi got all the attention so both the places in the club level uh, he seemed uh, the media seemed off him but right now I think his agent also said right now he wants to stay at Inter because he wants to prove a point and you, to show in the world like yes Lautaro is still young and it, it's a good and yes he deserves a contract Obviously not 8 million, the agent has hiked up because they know Inter enters under severe pressure because Tottenham's interested, Man City's interested. So right now, it seemed a big bargaining chip for the agent to hike up his salary. So yeah, but I would say around 5 to 6 million is well-deserved and he should be part of the club. And uh, talking about, you mentioned about Perisic. Perisic, the thing is right now, Gotham, everybody's on sale. Everybody, if you check... Uh, except for one or two key players. I think everybody's on sale. But nobody's ready to invest uh, and get uh, Perisic because they know in, in a year it'll be a free transfer. And second thing, Perisic's salary is around $5 million. So why would he want to break his contract and leave? So if I, if any offer comes from Germany, I'm sure Inter will be like, yes, please, please have Perisic. So same thing with Arthur Vidal, same thing with Alexis Sanchez. The wages are very high. Not many clubs will be interested at this point. I mean, Pinapa on TV is struggling to offload him because of his wages. So, so yeah, that is one uh, factor. And I think next season, we will
0: see a lot of players, a lot of uh, veteran players leave on a free Yeah. And uh, coming to the pre-season, uh, Parmesh, how do you feel the pre-season? I mean, last year, we didn't have a pre-season at all. This year, we had it. Jekko has already scored. Mm-hmm. And Sergiano has been impressive. I mean, for me personally, yeah. I think he's ready for Serie A. I, like you said i yeah. think he should be kept he should be used as a mm-hmm. impact sub and i think uh, there there was rumors that he might start the first mm-hmm. game I never know but i feel like that the, the yeah. match he is going to start he's going to score it it's, he, yeah. it's not like a situation with pinomonti where <laughs> you you want him to grow but satuo looks so ready yeah. that he's yeah. going to score in the first game like ho- yeah. what is uh, your thoughts on the preseason
1: I uh, see, first of all, I know you know people will complain we didn't play any big teams, this, that, because but let's remember that you know we were going to go play and play the Florida Cup in the US. You know, the Arsenal COVID, uh, the Arsenal camp was hit with COVID, and then we didn't take a chance. And I think that was fair. And even with that, you know, a lot of our players came into good shape into the training camp. You know, you look at Chalanolu's uh, the his shape in the first pre in one of those preseason games, the Scrotone. He was in actually, he was in really good condition. Uh, you look at DeMarco, he's reported in top condition. Uh, even Jeko looked in good condition the other day. So it's like you don't really have to play the big games because you see, we already have a lot of injuries. You don't want to risk it, right? And I think our preseason has been pretty decent. I think we've not overdone it. We have not done it, like we've not played less games, we've not played too many. I think the balance is fine. Uh and to coming to Setriano Gautam, like I really want us to keep him, but I, uh, as Pendula is reporting, he may be low to Protone if Marcus Puram is got, uh, is gotten, and I am not really convinced about it because I feel Alexis Alexis factor is a big question mark, you know, over there. But as you said, you know, I feel he's ready to play in this area. Pena Monti isn't, you know, we clearly see that we can week out even, when Conte gave him chances, what was he doing? Like you know. So, I think to your point, Gautam, I would keep Setriyano, and I think even in preseason, he's proven it that he deserves to stay here.
0: Yeah, and uh, coming to uh, the match now, Parmesh was sticking with mm. you. Mm. How do you think uh, Genoa will test us now that we've spoken about the preseason, wherein we did big yeah, yeah. teams? How do you feel like yeah. Genoa will test us in the first game?
1: Yeah so so i was i was reading about them and you know the fact that you know they've actually had a pretty decent preseason they haven't played a lot like us but they had a Coppa Italia match to play as well which they won 3-2 in a frantic match and they have one of our players of course Zeno Van Hoistedt youngster who we bought back center back so he will be starting versus us as per Gazzetta dello Sport and they are a pretty impressive side actually they lost one of their main strikers Shomurodov, to Roma but they've actually managed to cope well because Destro apparently looks in really good condition in pre-season. They've signed Hernani from Parma, who was actually Parma's top goal scorer last season, midfielder. So, that's one more area we need to be careful of. They've signed Salvatore is to be their main keeper, although he's not in his prime years. He's doing a fine job in pre-season at least. And they were actually going to play PSG in pre-season, but that match got cancelled due to COVID. And Yeah, and I think they are are going to, from what I saw, they're going to be shaping in a 3-5-2. So, pretty much sort of going to mirror us. And I don't think it's going to be an easy game because they have some experienced players in there like Domenico Cristito you know, a few years ago. Like, a decade ago, almost, he was supposed to be the next big thing uh, uh, in, in this area. Uh, and they have this new striker called Ekuban, who's again tall. And apparently, he's a really good goal scorer. So, if he, he's, he's apparently a good match for Skriniar Devere because of his physique. So, let's see. I'm not expecting an easy game. I remember last season, we thrashed them at the Miyazza. Uh, you remember that Lukaku goal immediately yeah. he scored, uh, but I don't think it's going to be that easy this time. You know, Palladini is a pretty decent coach, and uh, from what I've read and what few videos I managed to watch, they looked in really good condition. So maybe you know, yes, it'll be a challenge. We will probably win the match, but it's not going to be like straightforward like last season,
0: in my opinion. Yeah, uh, Manish, uh, how do you think like Inter will respond? With the fans coming into the day, it won't be a full stadium, at least 20 25,000 will be there. How do you think Inter will respond to the new coach, the new team? At least we have kept the backline intact with Bastani, Srinya, and Devray. So the backline should be fine with Handanovic there. That's also like a factor. But uh, how do you feel the match will go for Inter with the new coach, new formation?
2: First of all, uh, I think like every season, we all are excited. But now I think after a decade, we're going to see the interplay with the Italian shield on the Scudetto batch. That itself is so exciting. And I think this is one of the best jerseys uh, for the longest time, the snake pattern. So watching live in action is going to be really cool. And yeah, with the fans, with, with the new coach, as always, enthusiasm. So, and we know Simeon Ninzag, is a very passionate, very passionate guy, like Conti, but obviously not that vocal. But you can see in the friendly match also, I think he was nonstop. He was standing in the touch screaming instructions. He's also like quite pro- proactive guy, <laughs> like Conti. So, that is good to see. And yeah, with uh, Genoa, it's, uh, uh, apparently, I just saw the highlights of the last season's match Inter Genoa, like Paramisha pointed out, Lukaku's code. I think everything involved Lukaku. I think with the first minute, Lukaku scored and Lukaku gave an assist to uh, Darmian who, who side-footed it. And again, Lukaku mm-hmm. shot, which parried away and Sanchez scored. So it was <laughs> quite heartbreaking to watch because the team was built around Lukaku. But now it's going to be exciting because we don't know where's going to be the main focal point. There's no Hakimi now. There's no Eriksen to the middle and there's no Lukaku. So it's exciting to watch. And we know for a fact that... Uh, he likes midfield a lot, so it's going to be pretty much, I think, a three-six-one formation with Sensi starting behind Zeko. So yeah, that, that's going to be good. We're going to have more possession and fans behind us. I think we should we should not fear anybody. We should go for it all. And also, I think mentioning Genoa, I think the players which they have—it—it it, it seems good. To say they signed Siriguo is Italy's number two in the tournament, and they have Goran Pandev, not to mention, and Destro is there. Behrami, the midfield—I'm more worried about the midfield because they have Stefan Soraro, who's very good. Uh, Rovella, the guy who signed with Juventus, I think uh, he's extended his loan mm-hmm. uh, next season and go to Juventus. His big That's signing. Right. Yeah, so so it's going it's going to be an interesting match. Let's let's hope and let's see how it goes.
0: Yeah, uh, permission. The way Manish said, like, and you know, I agree with him. Like, with Simone Inzaghi, it's like it's no longer going to be wings. The midfielders are going to be yeah. more involved. Yeah. How yeah, do definitely. how do you feel it's going to be for Inter? Do you think like Barella and will have much more role to play this season, wherein they mm-hmm. move into the box way more often than last time?
1: Yeah absolutely like you know uh, I think we've highlighted this multiple times that Simone Injagi thrives on on his midfield you know he's developed SMS the way he has for a reason you know SMS was over the years if you see his progression from a deep lying playmaker more, more to a box to box he's been phenomenal and I think there is a reason why Simone Inzaghi loves Matias Vecino too. Because we know Vesino is capable of scoring goals. You know, we have his... We, of course, we know his downside as well. But he can score a goal. He did so in pre-season too. Uh, yes. You know, so I think he's going to use Vesino a lot apart from Hakan and Barella. Yes. And we all know Barella can score long ranges. We all know that. And Hakan, you know, if he is on his day, he can be useful in set pieces and, uh, you know, at his long-range deliveries too. So, absolutely, autumn the midfield is going to be vital. And not only these three, we, are, we need to bear in mind Stefano Sensi. He's, he's had a good pre-season. You know, yeah. there are reports as per Gazeta Delos put that in our 3-5-1-1, one, one, he's going to be the one uh, playing behind Jekko and Hakan, Hakan will slightly be deeper. That's as per Gazetta, though. Let's see. But yeah, Sensi no, is going I, to be
2: important. That's pretty much the formation.
1: Yeah. Midfield. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I think Gautam, it's everybody has to chip in now that you know, every, you know, I think pretty every pretty much every interista knows this now that now that Lukaku's goals have pretty much gone, you know, we need everyone to step up in terms of contribution of goals, not only our wing backs, but it has to come mainly now from midfield and especially Lotaro up front. So yeah, I, the midfield has a very crucial role to play.
0: Yeah, and if we are going with the formation of three, five, one, one. Yeah. And we are still looking for strike. If I'm playing just Jaco up front, that yeah. means Lautaro is on the bench. He won't be playing behind. Sensi yeah. will be playing behind. Yeah. So, do you think then a strike, a uh, striker is way more necessary when we have Satriano and Lautaro and it always won't be 3-4? Do you think this 3-4, three, 3-5-1-1 three, one, one is just for Genoa to counter their thing or do you think that will be yeah. the preferred formation this time? Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. The 3-5-1-1, one, one, I think, is mainly. To, because also Lotharo is suspended for the first game, let's not forget. And he's injured. And the only backup options right now, we have are Setriyanu, who's just returned to group training from injury. And we know we can't rely on pinamoti So, I think it's more of a one-off thing. And yes, we will see it here and there in the season. But I think the 3-5-2 will be the primary focus. And uh, I we definitely need a striker, Gautam. I don't think there is a discussion about it. I think we really need one more striker and then we are good to go yeah.
0: Yeah. And sticking with you, Parmesha, how do you think Genoa yeah. will line up?
1: Yeah. So, as per Gazeta dello sport, because they post their lineups pretty early, they say Sirigu is going to be in goal with our uh, man Van, uh, Zeno Vano is done at uh, right centre-back, Biraski at centre-back and Chris Chito, as I mentioned, their captain at left centre-back. Sabelli, who they signed from Empoli, apparently was very important in Empoli's Serie B title win. So, he's going to be the right-wing back. Sturaro, as Manish said, in the center with Bardell and Hernani, as I said, he was Parma stops for a last season, so he's going to cause us some problems in midfield. Like he's he's going to take shots from outside the box as well, and uh, then they will have Ekuban, Destro, and this youngster called Cambia. at so left wing back. So, as I said, pretty much they are going to you know give us some problems than they did last season. You know they are going to come and try to at least take a point in my opinion. So let's see let's see how it goes. Uh, Jwotam, I think that's how they should line up in a 3-5-2 here.
0: Okay. Uh, Manish, coming to Inter, like, would you like to see Dumfries start or do you think mm. the great Darmian will bench everyone again?
2: No, so that's one very risky point. Why? Because we you know under Conti, uh, all the substandard players, they perform very well. Kanriwa, uh, those type of players. Uh, I'm I'm really worried that now because those type of players won't step up this season for us. Mm. So, yeah, the wing back, we might struggle. Darmian, most probably, is going to start. Uh, but Dumfries will take his time because, again, it's a new league, it's a new season, it's new language. Dumfries has played the system in, uh, in his Holland national team. So, that's one positive thing. But, yes, I think he might come later on in the second half. But, pretty much, I feel Darmian and Perisic is going to start. Uh, yes, that that's what I feel. And Hakan Chalunoglu, for me, I think, is going to be a player to watch because I think a lot of people are confused why Hakan is starting a little behind position, rather than not with Zeko. One, because Hakan is known for his long-range shots and he gets a lot of space if he starts a bit behind. So Sensi is the one with his link-up play. I think is going to be very good with Zeko. And Zeko, you saw a uh, completely different style of play in the friendly match. He came all the way across the midfield to come and collect the ball. So it's going to be a new enter, exciting to watch. Uh yes, so uh, I would personally prefer if you ask me in Dumfries to s- mm-hmm. take some more time to mm-hmm. then rather than start from the first minute. Yeah.
0: Okay, so your starting eleven pointer would be what?
2: Uh, what I feel uh, pretty yeah. much the same uh, three-five-one-one one formation to start. Uh, I think uh, Darmian and uh, Perisic on the wings, and the midfield mm-hmm. is pretty much uh, Barella, Brozovic and Hakan and Sensi and Zecco, And the back three is far stable for the longest time. And yes, second mm-hmm. half, definitely, I want to see DiMarco and Dumfries because Dumfries is very good in his head. And one thing mm-hmm. is, uh, DiMarco is very good in giving early crosses. Process. That's one very good thing. And so if he can cross and Dumfries can uh, connect to it, it'll be definitely a point of attack from mm-hmm. now on because mm-hmm. we saw the last mm-hmm. time, I think, uh, uh, Perisic is pretty much a one-trick pony. He just mm-hmm. does that step over and he tries crossing with his left. But with uh, uh, Di Marco, we have a complete different two opposing style of players. So, that that is going to be exciting for Simeon Ozil to choose. And he can choose now based on the opposition which player to come.
0: Yeah. Uh, Parmeshwar, coming to you, like, would you yeah. prefer Dumfries and Di to start or would you go with Perisic Paris, and Darmian itself?
1: Yeah. So, Manish made a pretty interesting point that, you know, Dumfries has just gotten into group training. So, maybe… He may not start, but I want him to start. And the reason being this is because, you know, Genoa's left-wing back tomorrow is a youngster, uh, Cambiaso, and he's not really played first-team minutes that much. He's only played 2 preseason games so far. But Dumfries, yes, he may not be that great defensively 1v1 at times, but something he's good at is with this physique and using it to his advantage to attack straight on. And, you know, he makes those late runs like D'Ambrosio. So, I think he should start We can take that gamble. And, you know, Perisic and Di Marco, either flank, it becomes too conservative in my opinion. Because as Manish said, Perisic is sort of a one track pony. He doesn't cross that much, that often. And Darmian isn't as fast, right? So, I think one wing-back needs to have that pace. And I would actually take the gamble of playing Dumfries. And then Di Marco can come off the bench later. And the rest of the starting 11, just to add, I think would be Handanovic. Of course, the defence remains. Skriniar, Deverey, Bastoni. Left wing back, as I said, Perisic, uh, Hakan in the midfield with Brozovic, Barella. For me, Dumfries should be the right wing back. Sensi up front, uh, so up ahead of them and then Jekko up front in a 3-5-1. Okay.
0: And uh, coming to the score predictions, staying with you, Parmeshwar, what do you think will be the scoreline, the first match of the season?
1: Mm. Yeah. So, basing my thoughts on pre-season, we have looked solid in defence overall. Once Krenyar and everyone came back, I think it's going to be a 2-0 win. We'll be made to work for it. But I think we'll win 2-0. Maybe I just, I don't like predicting, but I'll just say for the fun of it that maybe Jekko will score and uh, maybe even Sensi will score. Let's see. Let's see. That's my thoughts at least.
0: Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. The same thing, like it's going to be 2-0. <laughs> we'll start off yeah. slow because it's the first match of the yeah. season and then we'll yeah. grow into the game. Maybe one goal in the first half, one goal in the second half and uh, easy 2 nil win. Uh, Manish, what do you think will be the scoreline?
2: It's never easy with Inter, especially <laughs> <laughs> with the fans back in. Now we should see what what'll be the club anthem. It's going to be Pazza Inter. is going to be uh, the old one. We have to see that. Uh, so I I'm going for a bold prediction. I think Genoa will score first, but we will definitely come back. Yeah. It's going to be a 4-2 win for us. It's yeah. it's going to be tricky. First match of the season. Like I think last season we had a Fiorentina game, which was crazy. So so we can never take anything for granted. So I'm yeah. going with a four-two win for Inter and much later win. It'll be three-two and towards maybe last three or four minutes, the old yeah. Padza Inter comes and Simeon Nzagi runs to the touchline to hug his players. For
0: me. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, one last thing, Manish, with you first. Yeah. Expectations for the season. Where do you think Inter will finish? That
2: that is very really tricky because till now we haven't got the main replacement for Lukaku. Once we get mm. that. Uh, I I feel out of this uh, four players who we linked with uh, Korea Marcus Thuram uh, Wangarost and uh, who's the fourth player we linked with the and uh, who's the fourth player we linked with
1: uh, uh, Insigne in I think Insigne
2: yeah Insigne yeah. Zapata now that is out I think we should yeah, get Zapata two out of these four we have wow. to get two players at least uh, because uh, Sanchez for me it's a finished case because this guy is too injury prone. And Sanchez, most of his linker play was with Hakimi and Lukaku. Now, both of them there. I don't know how how will Sanchez perform. He cannot start a match. So, for me, I think they should cut Sanchez's contract, let him lose and get two of these players. Marcus Toram and uh, the Holland strike. I'm not getting his pronunciation right. I think Weghorst, yeah?
1: Weghorst, Weghorst, Weghorst.
2: Weghorst yes. He's 197 yeah. centimetre. He's yeah. good in the air, yeah. good in both feet. He takes penalties too. So, I would think if these two comes, then yes, definitely top three. I don't think we're going to win Scudetto. But mm-hmm. top three would be definitely good uh, this season. Yeah.
0: Pamesh, to uh, you quickly, like, uh, yeah. what do you think? What is your expectation for the season?
1: Yeah. So, I, my thoughts echo Manish is like, we need a striker. And because of Sanchez, I think we need one more. Weghorst is a really good player. I would like him with Thuram, but let's see how that develops. To quickly answer your question, you know, some people are writing us off and saying we'll finish seventh, even that, as low <laughs> as that. And I don't think we are that bad. Come on, this is not the Banter era days. I hope that doesn't happen. But yeah, we are not that bad. Come on. I think we'll make top four, Gotham. Title is not easy. I think Juventus are favourites for the Scudetto. But yeah, top four, definitely. Top three, I don't know. But top four, for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For me, personally, I think... I mean, this is very bold. But I'm thinking top two. With Juventus being the favourite. Just because of Allegri. Not because of their team. Yeah. Because Allegri is back. I think Juventus are the favourites with him back. And I think we will give them run for their money. The team has gelled. I mean, they have played together. Few new yeah. faces, experienced players, young players. I think we will finish in the top two.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, Gotham. just God, before you um, end it quickly, I just wanted to add, you know, I know Conte is gone, but I still feel that the effects of his team, what he yeah. left behind, will linger and play a role. Just wanted
0: to add that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Gautam, out of the four strikers, who are you thinking we should
0: get? I mean, I would prefer Vagos just because of his physicality we need someone like that and uh, insignia i don't think we should go for at all <laughs> Zapata, if it happens it happens but looks like it's gone so gone. i would prefer day. vagos coming in but looks and like marcus thuram, thuram and korea what about these two guys huh? thuram, thuram and korea i think uh, it's a i would prefer korea because he has played with Inzagi before and thuram is yeah. something for the future and we have seen hmm. what happens with prospects at Inter. They like half the time they don't work out at all. And we got Gabigol, yeah. the prospect, and we know all what happened <laughs> with him. So yeah, it don't work. Yeah. Correct. But
2: the thing with Korea, what I'm scared is like whenever we got players, attractive attacking players from Lazio, we always struggle. Like Kita Balde, he didn't perform for us. Uh, we got Mauro Zarate, he didn't perform for us. I think Felipe Anderson, who was very good at, uh, he obviously didn't join us even to West Ham. Again, he flopped. So, these attacking players, for a reason, perform only well little as you. When they leave the club, I don't know. So, I'm very subjective on Korea's part. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's my take on Korea.
0: <laughs> so, on that note, that's the episode of Solo Inter podcast. If you're new here, do like, subscribe, hit the notification icon and also leave a comment. What do you think will be the season for us? Where do you think we'll finish and who do you like to see as a striker for us? Till next time, Forza Inter.
2: Forza Inter. For